The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Gather round, monsters. Dim the lights. Gird your loins and turn up your haunted headphones. For it's time for the Monsterland Pre-Hallows Eve EVP special. (coughs) Did you hear that? Was that a figment of our imagination or real? EVPs, be they communiques from the dead found in recordings, be they hoaxes, or be they auditory pareidolia. Did you hear that? Interpreting random sounds as voices, now I hear something! Plus, we have a major announcement at the end of tonight's episode, so listen closely to the Monsterland pre-Halloween EVP special, if you dare. Let's go! Welcome to a wicked mystery. A paranormal perfect storm known simply as Monsterland. The Monsterland podcast is recorded live in an undisclosed location somewhere in the heart of high strangeness, just outside of Monsterland, Massachusetts. And now, here are your hosts. Paranormal author, researcher, and speaker, Ronnie LeBlanc. And the host of the Curse of Oak Island drilling down on the History Channel, Maddie Blake. We are in October of 2019. We are worldwide. Greetings, monsters. I'm Maddie Blake. Over here is Ronnie LeBlanc. What's up? Producer Dave at the helm. How are you, boys? Great. Uh, As we approach Halloween... We thought it'd be fun to do a good old-fashioned, scary, spooky episode. There's nothing that freaks me out more, besides El Diablo, than EVPs. Electronic voice phenomena. Electronic voice phenomena. Now, many people believe that EVPs are communiques from the dead, as our voice over guy said in the intro. A lot of who, scientists... Who, who was that voice over I don't guy? know. We hired this guy. He's weird. He comes in and like he wears a tall black hat. Chachi? An ascot. Oh. And a cane. It's very strange. Hmm. <laughs> Did you hear that? Did he have an oxygen tank with him as well? Imagine if you heard that on an EVP session. <laughs> Enthusiasts of the phenomena believe that they are communications from the dead, captured on uh, audio recording. However, many scientists believe it's a form of an auditory hallucination that we, uh, you know, impart, impute on ourselves, impart upon ourselves. Um, in which we interpret random sounds as voices. Um, we do it with faces, too, in objects, mm-hmm. inanimate objects. Looking at clouds and right. faces, things like that. So whatever your beliefs, That's they uh, and then some people yeah. believe they're straight-up hoaxes, yeah. which I can tell you straight-up, 100%, on my Catholic Christian honor, that I have been part of a few things that have come up on EVP, which we will play tonight on Oak Island, and I can tell you that there was no faking going on. We were standing where we were standing, and we heard what we heard when we played it back. Um, and and so it might be nothing. It might not be a communique from the other side, yeah. but it was not a hoax. It's not faked. So we have to deal with them because they exist in this sphere, and they're spooky, and they're fun. What was that, what was that sound thing that was out like a year ago, that word? Wasn't it like, do you hear this or do you hear that? You know what I'm talking about? 
Wait. I do. I'll find that, Ronnie. It was like brain, fr- not brain yeah, freeze. Yeah. It was something like that. Yeah. But I'll find it. Yeah, I'll find it. I swear on my life, literally on my life, that there was nothing faked about the EVPs I got on Oak Island or mm. a, a couple others I've been a part of where something was captured. And we all together as one, there was no one there to fake it. In other words, right. you have, no one there you have some control yes. around that right. situation. Yeah. Right. Um, because one of them actually is just a noise we all heard in live time. It wasn't even an EVP. It was a, well, some EVPs people do hear in live time. I think traditionally it's afterwards. It's after no one yeah. hears it. So we yeah. have EVPs to play tonight. Some from friends, some we found uh, just searching for them. A couple creepy ones, mm-hmm. a couple from Oak Island. Um, we also have a massive announcement coming tonight. It's a bit of a special episode. We're shoehorning this episode in tonight because we just found out something that kind of screwed up our schedules coming up here uh, in the next week. So stick around for this massive announcement about Monsterland. That's very, very fun. Um, but let's catch up very quick. Oh, yes, Producer Dave. Well, this is this is one of the two. Um, if you remember... Yes, l- Yanni the- versus Laurel. Yeah. Thank well, you. now you just Laurel. gave it away, but go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. Laurel. It's Laurel. Laurel. Right? Everyone's hearing Laurel? Laurel. Yeah, but then think about Laurel. Yanni and see okay. what happens. Here. Laurel. There's another one that was, I thought, even better. All right, so Ronnie, take a listen. Tell us what you hear. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's it's one of the choices is brainstorm. So let's see if you hear okay. brainstorm. Oh, Whoa, now that yeah. you said it, I hear brainstorm. Yeah. Sure. Now see if you hear green needle. Green needle. Oh my Whoa. god! Oh my god! It's totally changed based on what you said. That's insane, isn't okay. it? Okay. That's insane. Yeah. Now yeah. how is now how does that work? Like, I don't know. It's basically. <laughs> Well, wow. according to scientists, it's it could be a form of parodolia, Pari- right, which pa- is the seeing faces right. out of. So you abstracts. take random sounds and you interpret them into voices, and if that's what's going on, then if someone were to guide you in a certain way, yeah, you would absolutely then your mind would make that connection, as we just evidenced, David. Clearly, just, just I heard saying that, that, and then you hear that again. Yeah, unbelievable. Okay, that's fascinating. Um, so before we get into the EVPs and have fun with all that, um, Ronald, let's hmm. catch hmm. up on what's been going on. You were at an important conference. Yeah. The, Tell uh, me about this. The Greater New England UFO Conference, the whole it in Lemonsta, uh at City Hall. And this was, I think, the seventh year that they've done it. Um, good crowd. And basically, they have two nights. Friday night, they usually do a Bigfoot thing, which which I kind of started a few years back. And they had uh, Paul Eno, Alexander Pitikoff, uh, and uh, Dave McCullough from Squatchachusetts. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, John Wilk from Squatchachusetts. Okay, yep. And then Dave spoke the, the next day. And they had a bunch of UFO stuff. Dennis Stone was there from America's Stonehenge. He spoke. Uh, and we didn't really mention this really quickly. I was just about to say breaking news, unfortunately. The, the, the vandalism that occurred. Vandalism at- overtakes America's Stonehenge. We go now live to Ronnie <laughs> LeBlanc. Ronnie. Yeah, it's, you know, it's pretty sad. I mean, uh, there was some damage done to the sacrificial table, like the legs were knocked off. This is a 9,000-pound table that, uh, you know, fell down, and there were, it looked like a diamond uh, bit uh, saw was used to etch in some, carve in some words in one of the rocks, and it's supposedly tied into 
a fictional book that came out that is actually for sale at the bookstore at America Stonehenge, which kind of uses it as a setting. And they were almost reenacting the book and causing damage to this okay. thing. So that's let, what. All right. So we I heard had, from Dennis himself. Okay. We had Dennis Stone on, uh, and and he runs America's Stonehenge. Right. He owns ironically. it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And like, what was it? Just a few days after we had him on, and that air that broadcast aired, our podcast aired. Uh, someone vandalized the stones, literally carved into them. Right. Middle of the night came, and there was probably a group of people that did this. Is there a Monsterland curse? I don't think so. Okay, good. So we they're going to hopefully find out who did that. Yeah. The police are involved. Old. Yeah. And God, old. who would take the time? So you're saying there's a book that's actually for sale that has a fictionalized account of things being carved onto the stones. And so somebody went and it looks like tried to copy what's in that book. Is that so, what you're saying? So apparently the book is about America's Stonehenge, like that setting, but it's yeah. a fictional story that sure. occurs and they were reenacting something that happened in the book where they damaged the place. Son of a bitch. I don't know the name of the book. I don't even want to promote it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. But um, that's what he believes is connected. That's the only thing they can. Now I'm, out. I'm a loser, but if you ever catch me uh, spending my time at, thank you. <laughs> Confirmed? Is that confirmed, David? Can we check on that fact? I'm a loser. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, if you ever catch me going out at night and carving things into stone, maybe I need to take up another hobby. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, who? who uh, it why? It just doesn't who? make any sense. Unless those people are worshiping something or something. You right, know, right. You know, so, yeah. yeah. Whatever. Anyways. But, um, so conference that sucks. was a success. Conference was great. I was on a panel uh, on Saturday, UFO panel. Uh, with everybody, with all, all the different speakers, and um, it was cool. There was there's some good stuff. Cheryl Costa uh, presented a lot of data on um, UFO sightings and certain patterns, and one mm. thing that they found, which is really interesting, is the people that have the sightings, they're two different types of people. They're either smokers or they're the dog walkers. Those two types of people go outside, they go to their same spot, and they're looking up at My the sky. My God! And so they identify that these are the type of people that are, because I was starting to look at certain sightings and seeing wow. here's another, I was out to go to a cigarette and have my smoke break. But they're the ones that take the moment to pause, to live in the now, to stop and look. Holy crap. Right? There's so, a third category that just came up on the AP wire here. Oh, uh, Jesus. Guys who get drunk on IPAs and go to three in the morning. <laughs> David, can we confirm that? Uh, Is there, uh, do we have any confirmation on that? But, okay, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was great success, and uh, we'll see you next year. And um, it was good. That's fascinating. So she was saying yep. that there seems to be a trend that people are, are either going out and smoking on the regular basis, and they're looking up. They're taking the they're forced, if you will, to be still, right? And and, and become do their smoking. And so they're looking to the skies. Yeah. And, and what Cheryl has done is with her, her, uh, her wife, uh, who's a librarian and does a lot of statistics, they looked at the whole, uh, they looked at all the UFO sightings across the country. They pulled the, from the database MUFON and from New Fork, which there's not much overlap. There's 70% of you know, sightings uh, that are, aren't in the other database. So she combined those. They looked at all that and they identified also july 4th to be the biggest day of the year uh where people have ufo sightings because we're looking up at the sky we're, and whether those lights are attracting them and this coincides with the orange orb sightings as well when people see these these things wow so just little tidbits and and her book is great 
Uh, she won UFO Researcher of the Year last year at the International UFO Congress and just has done some amazing stuff. And they actually featured her in a uh, New York Times article oh. after they announced uh, the Tic Tac UFO incident. So kind of providing more scientific well. and data around this thing that this is, this is real and, and more... I guess educated people coming forward is, is helping the cause. I have a third place trophy from the uh, <laughs> Kansas City Royal Little League team <laughs> of mine that came in third place on my mantle, which, thank you. Make her little UFO research of the year trophy look pretty <laughs> crappy. <laughs> oh, so speaking about UFOs. Yes. Amazing news that broke uh, the past couple of days. Joe Rogan and his podcast, he's becoming a trailblazer for kind of you know, this whole UFO movement. And I think he'll be one of those people too with the Bigfoot thing. But uh, basically... Well, he of course he will because like, what, f- four months ago, five months ago, he was saying, I, he was, who who's he interviewing? And he was saying like, look, I wanted to believe in all this stuff, but I just don't. Yeah. Now he's... Right. But, but whatever. Yeah, he said we had, since he had Bob Lazar on, mm. he went from a believer to a skeptic to right. now he's back in it. Okay. So he had uh, David Favor, who was the pilot that actually took footage of the Tic Tac UFO. And so there were three videos. There was a FLIR one, uh, go fast, of the Tic Tac moving across the ocean super fast. Yeah. And then there's the gimbal video, which was on the East Coast. Right. So he came on. He described his experience, which is um, unbelievable. And it's a two-hour interview. You have to check it out. But what he also talked about, and we, I think we mentioned this last week on the podcast with um, UFOs and water and Navy. Are they hiding under the ocean, right? He goes on to tell, to tell David uh, Favor, the pilot, says that since people come out and they know he's the guy that chased a UFO, they're like, hey, I got to talk to you. I have a story. So one of his buddies from the East Coast, they were, I guess, off of Puerto Rico. And he's, I guess he's a, a Marine helicopter pilot. And what they would do when they would fire off torpedoes, they were using it to kind of collect the data. They would go and retrieve the torpedoes and look at whatever they're, right. they're capturing. Right. So this thing would be uh, have balloons attached to it. They would bring it up to the surface right. after it was done. So they would go locate it. The helicopter would go over. They send a diver in, hook it, bring it out, wench it out. Right. So this is one of those normal things they're doing. They're going to retrieve the torpedo, crystal blue water. And all of a sudden, as they're a few feet above this thing, the diver's about to hook onto the torpedo. They notice this enormous circular (laughs) object that looks like a UFO Mm -hmm. underneath the water. Mm -hmm. And it rises up to the surface towards the torpedo. Mm -hmm. He screams to pull up the diver. Pull him up. They pull up the diver, and this thing sucks the torpedo down under the water with all the balloons. And it goes back under the water and disappears. Now, people have been talking about seeing UFOs coming in and out of the water USOs, for, for, years. Right, for yeah. years. So this is one of those things that, man, this is another. This, this lends credence to why the Navy's in charge of this freaking thing. There's a really uh, stunning account, and I'll look up his name. I can't remember. A World War II veteran who describes a USO being actually deploy a huge USO. They saw kind of coming up out of the water and then retreat, and they, they drive out in a boat to it. He actually is a diver, goes under. He actually touches this thing. Whoa. And he described it as almost biological, like a, a these like picture the consciousness. N- n- giant, mm. most giant jellyfish you could ever imagine. Mm. But it wasn't. It was a craft. But he's like, it almost is bio. Uh, uh, 
what's the word? Bioluminescent. Thank you. Bioluminescent um, and pulsating. It's just a fat. And that goes back to World War Two. So this is kind of interesting as Jeremy Corbell yeah. was on the podcast with David and Joe. Sure. Because he's doing a probably a documentary with him, right? Yeah. On this. Right. Um, you remind me a little bit of him. Do you, do I? A little bit. He, he, he seems kind of douchey to me. <laughs> See? <You know? laughs> no, I, I like him. I do. But there's something about no, him. I, I, I know what I was, you mean. No, but I was watching but I mean, him. Just, no, no. I don't mean you remind me of him in any significant way. Just like a general, like if two people walked by you, you have the a little bit of the same look. Yeah. Just uh, very uh, quick. Like, yeah. like, you know, like I look like Fabio. It's just a quick <laughs> glance. You go, who's who? Uh, right. I can't tell who's who. Right. No, whoa, whoa. <laughs> but no, I, I like him, but I was watching him and I was like, he looks like a Navy man. He looks, <gasps> he right. looks like an intelligence officer. Like he just seems to be yeah. so connected to this whole yeah, thing. He does. But he, he said something very, a couple of things that he's trying to tell us something. Number one is that this has to do this, and the pilot talks about this, that this propulsion system is unlike anything we have on this planet. No one has this. It has something to do with, you know, defying gravity, but he's so confident that that's what it is. So it's almost like they've either figured, he's like, we figured this out. Right. But where we've fallen short is our material science. So... We can do all these different things, but it's almost like we can't recreate these craft with what they're made out of. So they, these metamaterials that they're looking at, right? I guess there's evidence that these have been kind of like layered together, put together. But you just mentioned something about when they touched the craft and this guy touched the craft that it seemed almost alive. I think that's what's lacking on some of the stuff. Who knows, you know, the, the craft that they have, but I feel like people always talk about these things being like a being these things these yeah. so i think it's almost like this consciousness part that's becoming a part of whether you call it ai or whatever that the craft is literally conscious incredible i think that's what's kind of missing from us to kind of get to that next level and which they call like science spirit science incredible yeah Great. Thank you, Ryan. We'll, we'll check all that out. Uh, by the way, I'm going to hijack David's segment now. Oh, boy. Monster Media, in a way, because you me- mentioned, we're talking about USOs and the World War II guy and the Navy guys pulling stuff up out of the water. Yeah. Underrated movie involving USOs, Battleship. Great. Have you ever seen that? Dude, it's awesome. It it's kind a fun of, movie. And you know what it did? It slipped under the radar. <laughs> <laughs> But I remember watching. We it. love watching that. All of and my I'm kids, like, I was my angry. Like it. they're making a movie about the battleship game. Give me a fucking like. Oh please, what are they doing? You know, they're devoid of ideas. Typical me. Like yeah, they're, they're Hollywood's devoid of it's, me. Just walking around my house yelling at no one. It's awesome, isn't and then it? It happened to be on TV. I'm like, this movie's wicked good. <laughs> it's fun. And oh, by the by, totally deals with USOs. Yes, yes. And I can tell you that movie, that fucking movie. You feel like almost like Close Encounters, like kind of like feeding some stuff there. Thank you. Because it's so militaristic. It's so pro-military. There's an actual mm. scene where like the old time World War II guys oh, like yeah. fire up the yeah. old battleship. Yeah. It's like so over the top wonderful. They're, they're very propaganda-ish. The That's what I'm saying. Yes. It's propaganda-ish. Thank yes. you. And so I bet 
Because think about that. Hey, we're going to make a movie called Battleship based on the 70s children's game. Right. When you see him. Okay, great. Why don't we make it about USOs and aliens? What? Yeah, and then what? this is a recruitment effort. Bingo. You know? Yeah, you're getting the kids, the gamers, and all that stuff. Bingo. And yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I think that movie had a little something behind it. A little, a little intel. A little secret intel from, from the powers that be. I think you're a CIA agent. Me? Yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling one night we're just going to walk out after show and I'm going to, I'm, we're going to get onto something finally. Like we're going to, something, we're going to discover something accidentally and we'll walk out in the parking lot and Rob be like, hi, buddy. Have a good, oh, and just choke me out. <laughs> just choke me out to death in the parking lot. I will say this. <laughs> oh, no. I will say this. Oh, boy. Oh, no. No, don't. <laughs> I've always been into, you know, this kind of stuff. But yeah. what got me into UFOs really is starting to research and study CIA. Uh, the OSS and all this stuff, the whole spy thing, right? Espionage, all yes. that, and that I same. I totally love that whole world. Right, I would totally do that. I know you, but would. I just you know yeah. I have a heart. I can't kill it. anybody. Maddie, you know? it's either that or Ronnie doesn't actually exist. He's a figment of our imagination. Yeah, Actually, we've created him like Tyler Durden, <laughs> the Fight Club. Right? Someone's yeah. just like, or or someone's <laughs> like, oh, Ronnie LeBlanc, he <laughs> died eight years ago. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> That's a great segue a into our <laughs> EVP section. Uh, all right, so let's take a quick break. I'm going to tell you about a sponsor real quick. We'll do the EVPs, have some Halloween fun, and then we got a major announcement. We're out of here. Let's go. Uh, another f***ing pickup. Goddamn. Oh, shit. We're recording. Want to go deeper into the mystery? Get the book Monsterland, Encounters with UFOs, Bigfoot, and Orange Orbs by Ronnie LeBlanc. Available now on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and everywhere fine books are sold. Fire control, weapon status. Aim the target. Train all three turrets to two, one, zero. Sir, that's the wrong direction. I'm well aware of that, Rakes. I'm well aware of that hot model who definitely wouldn't be in the Navy. <laughs> Rihanna. <laughs> I just I'm realized celebrity who definitely wouldn't be firing. I shouldn't make that assumption. I just realized why you're late to the podcast. You were watching this goddamn movie. <laughs> Battleship. Well done, producer Dave. Uh, over the strains of us being attacked by underwater overlords, I'd like to remind you of our friends at Dell's Coffee. Dell's Coffee Roasters. Go to dellscoffee.com. They're about to open a store, and they are about to open an online store. You want to get in on this now. Go to dellscoffee.com. We're going to maybe work out some deals. You get a little something-something. If you listen to Monsterland, they specialize in coffee from around the world. They know it's all about the bean. They are committed to quality. They are a great local company based here in Massachusetts. Coming soon, Dell's Coffee Roasters. Have a nice cup of Dell's Coffee and listen to Monsterland. You know, speaking of movies, guys, uh, speaking of Battleship, I went uh, last night, actually, and you're... I guess it was what 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 David when was yep. rah, 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 rah. <laughs> it was uh, Wednesday Wednesday yes then it was Wednesday is I that went, how you gauge your calendar by uh, Jewish holidays yes, yes. everything My people I appreciate it <laughs> I mark everything off Jewish holidays <laughs> on rah, 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 uh, my son Max and I Mad Max went to go see Ad Astra oh the Brad Pitt the movie. new Brad Pitt movie. I bring it up because this is Monsterland, and we're talking about alien life potentially mm -hmm. and UFOs. Um, I really 
enjoyed it. It was good. It I is, heard it was kind of slow. It is, is but okay. I, I think that goes in its favor. Like 2001 slow? No, or, not okay. that slow. Okay. It's more Apocalypse Now slow. In fact, if I may be so bold, without, I won't give any spoilers away. It is an in-space Apocalypse Now. Ooh. It's a, uh, I'm giving nothing away that isn't in the trailer. It is a son trying to reconnect with a father figure, um, a father figure who's maybe gone rogue, and instead of traveling to Vietnam, he's traveling to another planet to, cool. to deal with this issue. It's a definitely meditative pace, but I actually enjoyed that. So don't watch it if you're in a rush. It's, mm-hmm. not, it's not Saturday Night with the Wife Light Fair. It's an experience. It is visually stunning. My only fault with it, what brought it from an A+. Plus Can I guess? To me, to a B+, plus was. Can I guess voiceovers? Boom! Yeah. How did you know? I, you know, I mean, it's. We work together, Maddie. We're, uh, there's always some wavelength, yeah, wavelength there is. thing going on here. No, um, that's amazing. Have, I don't you heard, have people been complaining about it? No, I, oh, okay. I just, I just wow. think it's because uh, uh, they sounded terrible. It's lazy. It's lazy. Yeah, it's lazy it's, filmmaking. It's, it's, right? it's, yeah. it's, it's so the acting performance by Brad Pitt is so wonderful. The visuals are so wonderful. So you're saying I like kept, the narrator, the the. I'll give an example. The voiceover is like bad storytelling or lazy storytelling. I'll give storytelling. you an example, okay? Yeah. I'm going I'm to give everyone out there a lesson. I'm going to give you a lesson right now. Why are you shouting? Because this is a Maddie rant. <laughs> Shit. Show me, don't tell me. Show me. Maddie just polished off another Mountain Dew, which means, yes, time for another Maddie rant. <laughs> This is weird, though, because I was going to say show, don't tell, too. That's exactly oh what I was going to say. Yeah, that's what yes, that's my all. Are we, about all about. To, are we about to make up? We might. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Let yeah. me leave the room. <laughs> so, Ronnie, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, like, all right, ready? Tell me how, this is a lesson in not just filmmaking, but life in general. If I look at you like this, what do you think? You're angry? Okay. And, <laughs> now, your, and your dialogue should be angry? So I'm going to give you that look, but then I'm going to add this to the to the moment. I was so angry at Ronnie. <laughs> my insides were burning. Oh my God. I knew I was wronged. Should I act or should I not act? I don't know, but what? I was so angry. I'm like, I understand yeah, you're. Yeah. So it was like an inner monologue kind yes, of thing. Yeah. And then they, they tried to go for the poetry thing, and, and I get it, kind of Terrence Malick type of thing, but it wasn't. It was just kind of like. And, and here's the thing that makes me mad. All right, this is a bit of a spoiler, not a plot spoiler. I'm not giving anything away. But there's a conceit in the movie where he has to give psychological evaluations constantly. Because as you travel through space, you got to go like yeah, and check it's, in. It's automated by a robot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So he's got to go like, it'd be like, you put thing as like, hey, I'm Brad Pitt. I'm feeling fine. My heart rate's a little up, but I'm, and they, that's how they know you're okay to keep controlling the ship or whatever. And he constantly does it. And I'm like, what a brilliant way to actually show and tell at the same time. Yeah. It, it made the voiceovers completely unnecessary. They were completely unnecessary. He's literally doing yeah. a, a character psych eval throughout the movie that is part of the that was really brilliant. I'm like, that's a brilliant way to do it. And when as soon as the voiceovers started, I'm like, we get it. Like, trust us. Huh. Trust us, filmmaker. Yeah. Please. So anyway, and it also has a great twist into this whole thing. It, it's it, we we keep looking at this alien other life thing in one way. This goes the other way. Is it time? The whole like I'm not going to tell you. It's time. I'm not going to tell you. It's totally time. It's it's the opposite of what you may think, and it's really uh, it, it's really thought provoking. You you I left there going like, oh shit, yeah. What if that? What if that? Hmm. So go see Ad Astra. Man crush on Brad Pitt. Mm, guilty. Jesus. Maddie was intrigued by Ed Astra. He <laughs> Stop doing the <laughs> Um Okay. EVPs. I love that rooster. <laughs> what? 
Was it the the rooster impression? Oh, oh you're trying oh. to do Morgan Freeman <laughs> again. Morgan I'm, Freeman. I'm sorry. Foghorn <laughs> Leghorn. <laughs> Imagine Brad Pitt had Foghorn Leghorn. Oh, my goodness. I do declare. All right. All right. EVPs. Ronnie, what do you make of EVPs? I, you know, I think they're interesting. And, and like we, you were talking earlier, a lot of people don't hear it at first, I guess, like in the moment, but when they play it back, it captures it. So just like a video camera will capture an orb yeah. that you don't see, but then you right. look at the picture, it's kind of the same thing. You play it back. Good point. And you're like, holy crap, there's there. What is this? Well, and let's just set the stage for those who might not know. We kind of gloss over this stuff again. Electronic voice phenomenon is what we're talking about. This is used in parapsychology and ghost hunting. People go into these locations where there might be a haunting. They record on a device and they ask questions to nothing. And in hopes of when you play back the, I was going to say tape. It's not a tape. It's a digital recorder. Yeah. When you play that back the digital or now it is when you play back the recording um you hope to hear something a disembodied voice the thought being that for whatever reason whatever the rules are on the other side they tend to manipulate energy they tend to manipulate electricity things like that yeah and so whatever the rules are they can't just come out and say like hey i'm here they have to do it in some sort of way using the technology around them to harness power or whatever or thusly communicate with us right and, and look at EVPs almost like, uh, you know, Bigfooters are trying to find footprints or hair. Bingo. Ghost hunters, paranormal researchers are trying to find evidence of the other side through these EVPs. So Bingo. they are kind of a simple kind of evidence that you're trying to capture. So let's start with um, a couple EVPs <clears throat> that I got on Oak Island. And by the way, as we record this, um, Tuesday night of this week was the first of my four Top 25 specials. I watched the first one. It's awesome, Did man. you like it? You did a great job. Thank you, man. I want my shirt back. Ronnie started this whole fight <laughs> on social media saying I stole his shirt. I get more comments about the shirts they put me in than anything else. It's not true. I would never wear that Aren't, you, ex aren't you excited your shirt was on TV, Ronnie? Some Come lady, on. actually, I get, I get some trolls and haters every once in a while, and uh, usually I just delete or block. Or yeah. mute, I, oh, I mute them. them. I mute them, them. Yeah. So, that, so that they are just... I love that. I love muting because... They think they're like yelling at you, but they're just yelling into the air. Much right. like an EVP. <laughs> and much like one of my rants. Just pacing up and down the halls, yelling to no one. But uh, So I love muting them. But, but sometimes I'll clap back. My rule is, if people can write whatever they want about me, anywhere on Reddit, I don't give, go nuts. And there's, there's a lot of it out there. Well, most of it's positive, but there's a couple of haters. And so... Go nuts. I don't care. I don't read it. I don't, you'll never stop my positivity. You'll never stop me from doing right. what I do. But if you come on my feed, if you come on my social media presence with that bullshit, shit. I'll clap back and I'll either block you or clap back. So, uh, but so I had a little thing. That's the reason it was on my mind with a, with a fan or two. And uh, like, for example, they were doing like, stop with the paranormal specials. I'm like, in six years, we've done one investigation of the paranormal and they're academy. freaking out one of the hundreds and hundreds of hours so you know sometimes i'll defend myself like yeah. listen bro like settle down settle down simmer down and and it's part of the story like you can't tell the oak island story without getting into some yeah. of that stuff because the people whether you see people people uh force themselves their beliefs onto things so they're like i don't believe in that paranormal mumbo jumbo so stop doing it I'm like well guess what the people who lived and worked on that island 
did believe those things happened to them. Right. So it's part of the history by definition. Now, if you don't believe that, that's fine, but you can't tell the whole story without telling that. Anyway, uh, I got in this little thing and this lady, she's like, you really need to, she's like, really? she's like wicked angry. She's like, you need to change your shirts. You gotta be like the Laginas <laughs> and you gotta dress up. She goes, real men dress up for interviews. What? <laughs> oh, no, no, grown up men, grown up men dress up for interviews. Was it an Oshbegosh shirt? I mean, like, what were <laughs> you wearing? LL Bean. Like, they put me in LL Bean. Come on. I've worn the same five shirts and then we rotate them. It's no big deal. <laughs> Thanks sucks. a lot, Yoko. It's my experience. Is there a credit at the end that says Maddie Blake's wardrobe fashioned by LL <laughs> no, Bean? No, oh, yeah. no. It's my dream to have that one day. Sponsored you know? by. I, I'm just the type of person who cares less about fashion and more about substance. But whatever. Call me crazy. No. Yes. Uh, so let's start with, uh, Dave, I believe you have my Oak Island EVPs. Do you have them? Uh, what is the title of uh, how you have them? I've got bang and then I've got brain, right. brain something. Let's start okay. with the bang because it's not quite an EVP, but it was during an EVP session. Now, this is when we were investigating the more ethereal aspects of Oak Island, the paranormal, mm -hmm. if you will. Is there a curse on Oak Island? With Brian Kano, right? With the great Brian Kano. He's yep. a wonderful guy. And actually, he just tweeted today in relation to that, because they played the Paranormal Special Tuesday night before my new Top 25. Awesome. And so they replayed it. So a lot of people were commenting about it in you know, the last couple of days on Twitter. Thus, the story I just went, the rant I just went off on. But uh, he made reference to an unaired EVP that we believe we had. Uh, we just didn't have time at a certain point. And I also think there might have been some consideration, if I'm being honest, with you know, respect for the dead because people really have died on Oak Island. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that, I, I think maybe there's a line where you just don't want to play every single thing where we're talking to potentially yeah. dead people and they're answering, you know. Um, but we did get a weird one when, um, so someone asked Brian, what was your creepiest moment on the island? And he said, for me, it was when him and I were playing the EVPs back. And he said specifically, uh, he asked at one point, is the seventh person on the island right now? In oh, other yeah. words, referencing the curse, if there is a curse, if there is indeed a curse, is the seventh person who must die on the island right now? And we got what we thought was like, no. Mm. And uh, there was some disagreement among producers and, and, and me and Brian about who might have said that. Was it us? Was it? So there might have been that. Um, the other ones were just so clear, like no one was talking, no one said anything. The other one, there was some cross chatter that kind of like ours, kind of like the EVP yeah. we had in my room. We kind of wasn't sure. And I think just for strictly time also it was left up, but, um, that was definitely creeped. And when we heard the no, Brian and I were joking, like we we're like, Oh, thank God. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I don't want to be number right. seven. He yeah. doesn't want to be number yeah. seven. Sure. So, um, so this first EVP we're going to play for you again, not an EVP, uh, specifically, but we are during an EVP session. Brian has his monitor out. We are standing over one of the searcher shafts, one of the deep holes in the ground on Oak Island up by the money pit. Actually, it was right where a hole called H8 is. And H8 has provided, the reason I wanted to do it there in that area where H8 was, is because the H8 hole gave us the human bones, mm. which were tested very old. And one was Middle Eastern. And that's a good place to start. And so one was you, European. Because imagine you get some kind of language on that. Like Also, right? what came out of H8 was the, was the very old parchment paper. 
leather mm. book binding that someone said came from a, probably a religious manuscript or important book of some time and the, some kind and the wood was dyed purple which was very rare so it would have to be something very important so you got a some sort of important book or manuscript mm. down there 160 feet some odd feet and then you've got human bones one of middle eastern descent very old hundreds and hundreds of years old so i thought what a great place to so i'm literally what you're going to hear is i'm looking down this massive hole filled with water I'm about 10 feet above it with Brian. Brian's got his EVP recorder on. And you're going to hear me ask the question, and you're going to hear the actual sound that happened after I asked it. Go ahead. Oh, th I'm sorry. The question was chopped out. That's, that's weird. So what I asked was, let me do that again. I'm sorry. Sorry, another edit. What you're going to hear is the sound we heard in response to this question. I look down the hole, and I say, what do you want us to do? And we heard... Whoa. And I freaked out. I swore on national television. I went, what the fuck? Yeah, no, they bleeped out. it out. Yeah. Um, I, I, so again, I want to play that again. It was live time. We both heard it. It was loud. It came from deep under the waterline, deep in that caisson. These caissons are round steel caissons, very thick, very big. And it sounded like a person had a hammer under the water. It was yeah, banging I was the say, side of the metal caisson. to metal. It was metal to metal. Yeah. It wasn't like a stone hitting it. Yeah. So again, I yell down, what do you want us to do? So mm. you be the judge. Now I asked Rick and Marty about it on the show. They were saying, ah, could be metal contracting, could be anything, could be that. And I, I, you know, who knows? But that's how the day started with Brian and I. Very cool. And then the next one, David, uh, you have Brian thinks it's, it's chained them. Okay, so later we asked for a name. And I believe this audio, what you're about to hear, I believe, is Brian and I listening back to our earlier EVP session as aired on my special. So it's your name. That's that's yeah. me asking if you heard something, or you asking me. I think no, oh. no, no, because other, other than the 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 wicked, I got the chills. Okay, stop neither of us whispered because I mean that's very interesting because what you just heard there is we're playing it back. We're playing the EVP yeah. back, Brian and I, and it's so clear. And and now so we're we're playing this back at night on the island, and it's pitch black, and it's basically just me, Brian, and a cameraman and a couple of producers, and you know, late at night on the island. And we're playing it back, and it was kind of dark, and it was like really spooky. And um, when I heard that, I immediately, you can hear me go like, oh, that's you saying something to me. And Brian goes, no. Hmm. So let's do it again. I ask the EVP, I ask in the EVP session, uh, I think I ask, what's your name? And you'll hear a response, and then you'll hear me doubt what I just heard. So what's your name? That's that's yeah. me asking if you heard something or you asking me, I think. No. No, no, because other, other than the, the, the wicked I, I got the chills. Neither of us whispered because I made it a point. I, I think I know what I heard. I'm not going to say it until okay. you hear it so okay, we don't. Okay, okay. Do you know who Marty is? Okay, what did you ask before about being chained? Yeah, to the thing. Yeah. I hear chain them. Oh, chain don't them. say that. Hold on. Okay, stop it, David. Oh, this goes back 
perfectly to what we're just talking about with Lionel Richie and Laurel Hardy, whatever the hell we're talking about with the names. What was it mm-hmm. called? Yanni or I'll, I'll tell you what I hear. And, and he heard chain them. I'll tell you what I hear, and then see if you hear it this time. This is just it's, like we're it, saying. You hear one thing, and then someone go ahead. It sounds like a female, really, and it sounds like she's saying Susan. Really? Listen okay. To, listen to All it. All right. Now, hold on. I, 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 play it. Let's play it one more time. Ronnie, he here. This is fascinating. This is fascinating and spooky, and I love yeah. it. I ask, what's your name? Brian here's chained them. Now, I had told Brian about one of the major theories in Oak Island is that someone, that they left slaves chained down there as a curse or possibly as a punishment. Mm. So I think that was in his mind. So he hears chained them. You hear Susan. Play it one more time, David, if you would. Okay. Now, uh, the third EVP you have, or the third file you have, David, is Rick and Marty Lagina, me presenting it to them, and what they believe they heard. And let's see if that changes. This will be fascinating, Ronnie, to see if it changes your mind. What's your name? Did you hear anything? Yeah. I heard something, but... Uh, I'll give it to you again. What's your name? <laughs> it sounded like Jason. Mm-hmm. It sounded like J- Jason. It sounds to him like Jason, and as soon as he said it, because I actually said to Brian, I thought, I go, it sounds like Jason, kind of, or Jason, or Ch- I couldn't... Mm. And then when Marty said that, now, it's all I can hear. I cannot hear Chain them. I can't hear Susan. I, I just hear Jason, and it's so clear to me. Now, a fan sent me a thing and said that the French word for missing sounds just like Jason. And a lot of people think the French were involved somehow hmm. with the whole. Okay. So, interesting. Isn't that cool? Very cool. So, um, and by the way, you can catch my remaining specials every Tuesday night on History Channel at 9 p.m. Eastern, every week, every Tuesday, the uh, 15th. The 22nd, the 29th, all leading up to that fifth Tuesday, the November 5th season premiere of season seven of The Curse of Oak Island. And I'll be doing a one-hour special kicking off that season that awesome. night also. So five weeks of Maddie B on History Channel at 9 o'clock Eastern. Sweet. Okay. Let's do another EVP, Ronnie. You were sent an EVP, correct? I was, you have a few. I was sent several. Let's do it. Um, so I spoke last night at the Clinton Historical Society in Clinton, yes. Mass. Yes. And the president's son, Adam, who has been into the paranormal for a while. He used to do some different ghost uh, tours and talks and things of that nature. Yes. But there were some EVPs that were taken from the Holder Memorial, which is the building that the Clinton Historical Society resides in. Okay. It was built in the early 1900s, um, and it just has a lot of history. So they've had some different ghost hunting teams come in. And I did not listen to any of these. Okay. <laughs> just because I want it to be kind of raw. fresh. Raw reaction. I'll listen to it together and see if there's anything in there. So I didn't want to be kind of influenced or influence you guys on it. I love it. So there's a bunch of them that I sent uh, to Dave, and we can kind of just go down the list. Um, and there is, I asked Adam... Um, to send a kind of a description. Perfect. Uh, so let me see if I can get that. They're right so here. creepy. It's on the screen, Ronnie. Oh, there we are. <laughs> and by the way, uh, send us your EVPs if you have any, please. All right. So it looks like what's the top one there? Am I your assistant? 
caught in the basement of Holder Memorial. Gary from Nightfall thought he heard or felt something, and the playback showed he was right. We were looking at much old factory equipment. All right. Yeah. My did you guys just hear? No. Okay. My note, pay attention on the reporter. I heard a whisper just as when I said about the circus act. Oh, so is that the, that first phrase, am I your assistant? That's the EVP. Okay. So. Holy My assistant. Oh, gross. Oh, Whoa. gross. Oh, I hate it. That is so clear. Clear. So they're in the basement of Holder Memorial. And he thought he felt or heard something, and he was right. We were looking at old factory Damn. equipment. It was an old dead guy saying, am I your assistant? Oh, my God, play it again. My assistant. He even has a little accent, doesn't Whoa. he? Like Almost like a little, my assistant. Yeah. Oh, gross. Wow. I hate EVP. I Why thought it was just this? them talking. I didn't even pick up on it. That was pretty no. clear. Okay, and this next one, EVP talking over guy auditorium i believe where you spoke the other night ronnie so this is the evp talk so you're going to hear apparently so guy talking wow. and someone talk over him it sounds like he's saying the same thing again a little whisper it sounds like he's saying am i your assistant do it again it does am i your assistant holy shit some guy definitely died down there, and he was someone's assistant. So, <laughs> wow. So, questioning the voice well, box he might have thing. Been, he might have been the assistant. He died before he got the answer. Right, yeah. right. He went to yeah. his grave wondering. Um, wow, wow, wow. Okay, questioning the voice box thing. Asking, are you looking for Jim? Who? Okay, so they're asking. These investigators are asking whoever yeah. this is. Yeah, are you looking for Jim? Are you looking Jim? for Jim? Because yeah. Jim worked there years ago. And was driven out numerous times saying that the voices and ghosts got to him. So, yeah. So, Jim used to go in there and paint, was painting the basement and right. was driven out. So, they're asking the ghost, basically, are you looking for Jim? Right. And there's a response. You looking for Jim Markov? <laughs> Holy Now, that's a voice box. Talk about a voice box, yes. Ronnie, and how that's used for EVPs. So, a voice EVPs. box, or also known as a spirit box, can take all these different signals and try to basically take this disembodied being and their voice and try to regenerate it almost like a electronic voice like you just heard. Right. And, and, and put it in different words. So it has, I've used these before. It's pretty creepy, creepy as, as hell. Um, but that sounds, let's do that one again. You looking for Jim Markov? <laughs> <laughs> sounds like one of those, uh, like when you go on that, uh, ride at Disney, like meow, meow, those mouth yeah, things. With the I, little, I can't you know, understand those, what he's saying. You know those uh, instruments that they use? You're talking about the country bear jamboree. And yes. The little, and you know that little metal thing, you twang it, it goes twang, twang, twang. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Who uses that in some of their uh, songs, don't they? Yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Great. Thank you. I'd love to know the name of that instrument. I don't know what it is. Um, okay. Uh, okay. Let's skip to... So the next one, is, voice box says officer. officer. I got nothing on this one. He doesn't For know details. why. Yeah. Okay. Officer. Oh my God! Wow. That's really clear. Officer. Holy snake! That said boxer. All right. Um, so this one is a random. Uh, what the <laughs> WTF audio that's caught there? Savoring. Whoa! He thinks it's savoring, but who knows? It's so cool. Favorite. Favorite. 
savory. Like, kind of sounds like savory. Yeah, it does. That's interesting. Well, should I tell them? How should we do it? Should we like say what they are or let the audience, as you listen to this podcast, try and guess what it is and then we'll talk that's, about it afterwards? That's a good call. Let's do that. Let's okay. talk about it afterwards. Okay. So uh, the file was caught in this room. Uh, there was a guy who had his personal items um, from World War I. The guy's name was Pearly Hamilton. He was that town's first death from World War I, and his items are in that room. This person was killed when a shell hit his ambulance when he was driving for the field ambulance service prior to U.S. involvement. Pearly's real name, which did not appear on anything else, was... Let's hear. Do it again, Dave. So this Pearly guy who died in World War I, the town's first person to be a casualty of World War I, his real name was Raymond. And his nickname was Pearly, Pearly Hamilton. And what they believe that EVP is saying is maybe Raymond will live. And know what's weird? Holy shit. Maybe Raymond will live because his personal items are in the war room. Oh. So the war room, everything lives on, oh. right? Because his, uh, his artifacts from First World War are there. So maybe Raymond will live. I don't know. Give me that one more time, David. Raymond. Hold on, dude! It's so, it's so. You can hear the bass tones in the voice. I mean, this is in. I just spoke there last night. Oh my god! Whoa! All right. Uh, now they go up to the attic. Uh, they left an audio recorder up there during the overnight investigation. It whispered this phrase, what we found later. Uh, in the case of all these, no members of the investigation team were ever on their own. We were always together. Someone He's, was always with someone. He said this someone. to me last night. He okay. said, just so you know, Ronnie, he goes, and this is Adam. He said, <laughs> we were with these guys. We didn't want to make sure, one, that they weren't right. messing with any artifacts, right. but also to make sure they're not pulling anything Of course. Us. You don't want, yeah. yeah, you don't want to. All right. So this was caught, this phrase was caught in the attic of this building. <sighs> Do it again. <sighs> they think it's help. Help. <sighs> Jesus. It at least sounds. It at least sounds. It, it could be help, but it, it sounds like a human. Like oh, so. So you know, this is crazy. They left the auto recorder up there during the overnight investigation, yeah. and then this whispered help was found later. So no one was even there. This thing was left there, and it came up to the recorder and went, "Help!" <laughs> That's my inner monologue when we're doing this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, this next one, everybody, I got to warn you that it's Halloween time and you're probably listening to this most likely alone. I just want you to be very careful. Now, that's not helping, David, because that's going to make it worse. When I read you the description of this, it sounds like we're making it, it up for a dramatic effect, but this is the actual EVP description. Caught in this room, the Holder Room at Holder Memorial, the room that this is caught in Houses a collection of antique dolls manufactured in that town of Clinton. So you've got an empty room in this memorial uh, building filled with antique dolls, and they captured this on tape. Do it again. I don't know if you heard. Do you understand what that is? That is a little... <laughs> That's play, a little girl play, saying, Mommy. Play it again. Mommy. 
Eesh. There's a beat for our listeners who have now cranked it up to 10 in their car. <laughs> there's like a beat first. Yes. There's a beat, and then you hear at the tail yes. end. Mommy. So here it is. Okay, there's no context on this one, but they believe they catch a name caught in another room in the same building. Whoa. That's definitely someone talking. Cliff. So they think it says, um, it's Cliff. Um, it's Cliff. Yeah. Holy shit. That's nice. And, uh, wow, wow, wow. Okay, finally, um, this recorder was placed among materials related to men who served in World War I, again, from that town. And here we go. Holy I mean, that is shit, That dude. is so, I don't, it doesn't even matter what they're saying. Dude, this isn't, this isn't like. That is so Blah, 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 try to discern what they're talking. saying. This is clear as F. Holy shnikes. Wow. Dude, we might have to go there. See how it has that metallic, like, robot-y yes. sound? Like, my EVP of Oak Island has that, too. Like, it sounds almost like a robot voice. I, and I think that has to do with... I think it's using... When it, when the voice is coming through, there's frequencies. Yes, exactly right. They're gathering... Almost the, like the Matrix, right? Yes. This thing is vibrating through yes. it and kind of resonating off of these frequencies. Because if we just whispered, if we were faking it, and you just whispered from a distance, and it wouldn't have that flange, yeah. that metallic flange sound, that robot sound. Which also, remember that? And I was listening to this podcast episode of ours that we had talked about that faked alien voice that came over the yeah, TV. Yeah, and you're like, the, oh, it sounds yeah, like, it's just the kid going. But like, it sounds the same, metallic-y and robot oh too, bro. Oh and here's, here's the oh, other. I'm going through that guy. <laughs> here's the thing with the, all of this is that Okay, I believe that after death you go on. There's like another dimension, and this whole thing is, they are since past. These are disembodied. We believe voices right from whatever year, but they're interacting with us now in this present time. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I do. So like it's almost I like do. they can transcend past, present, future. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it kind of gets you tripping a little bit did you tell the listeners what that phrase was what they thought that phrase was oh yeah uh they believe it's that's another dad who quit something maybe quit that's another dad who quit let's play it again wow could it be killed that's another dad who's killed that does sound like quit there's another dad who quit (laughs) whoa man you know why he quit he didn't like his assistant Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> Am I your right. No, no, get out of here. <laughs> Why do we make Clinton like the deep south all of a sudden? I know, right? Okay, so thank you to those guys. Those are phenomenal. Thank you, Adam and Terry, for having me, and thanks for sending this over. This is awesome. That's in Clinton, Massachusetts. It is called the uh, Holder oh. Memorial. Yep, Holder Memorial, and uh, it's the which houses the Clinton Historical Society, and it's a beautiful building, and they have an amazing uh, collection there. So get on Check over there and visit Clown Town, as we called it locally. Clinton, Mass. Lovely people. All right, uh, here's another one sent to us. Now, I teased this last week. I have, I, this is, all right. So Dave Wheatley, Dave Wheatley, Wheatons. is the man that Wheatons. Rosh Hashanah. <laughs> it's dark. I don't want to go in there. I could fall into a precipice. Remember Ace Ventura? Oh, that was the, the best. I could fall I into a precipice. 
<laughs> Who's funnier than that guy? I was just thinking about, actually, you know what? I grabbed a quote from that movie because well, I was going to say. You quoted it last week, the white Chicago. Oh, that's right. But then it was on. It's been on lately. That's oh, why it's on my it. mind. That's my favorite. And so this is an exchange between him <laughs> and the guy trying to sell him, like, come do this for us. We'll pay you. And he's like, yeah. but he's like, reaches enlightenment. He's trying yeah. to reach enlightenment so he doesn't want their money. <laughs> yeah. And I was just thinking, like, if someone asked me, Maddie, how did you end up back in radio again? I'm going to play this. <laughs> this is how I ended up back in radio. This is exactly how it went. <laughs> okay. So this one comes from Dave Wheatley. I mentioned it last week when I went up and spoke in uh, upstate New York or what? Whoa, 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 whoa. Northern. I just got those EVPs from the place I spoke last night from the guy, and then oh you got them God. from the place oh you my spoke. God, that's kind of crazy. That's weird. Wow. <laughs> and we didn't go in like, hey, no, we weren't looking for EVPs. Wow. Well, when I told him last night, he goes, "I sent you a bunch of EVPs from the place." I said, "Dude, we're we're actually working on a uh, EVP." episode he's like get out of here so the oh timing the synchronicity was amazing and uh, oh my god that's wild um okay so this was an investigation that they were doing at a supposedly haunted house it's the houghton mansion in north adams mass ron do you know anything about this house i've heard of it but i don't know any details okay it's a former home of and it sounds again like hollywood fiction but it's all true was that a writer's house? It's the former home of Albert Charles Houghton and his family in North Adams. It was used at one point as a Masonic temple. It mm. now sits empty. Um, he was the first mayor of North Adams. And uh, it's rumored that this place is now haunted. Um, in the spring of 1914, uh, they decided to go for a family drive. And uh, let's see, in I think it was in Vermont, where they uh, had the had a terrible, terrible accident, and everyone was thrown from the car, uh, and Mrs. Hutton was killed almost instantly. Oh my God! And the car rolled over her. Oh. Mary Houghton was hurt just as badly and died of her injuries at 3 p.m. at North Adams Hospital. Mr. Houghton was taken home. Expected to live, but died in the home. Jeez. Some say of a broken heart. He lost his wife and child. So the place is supposedly haunted. So our friends, Dave Wheatley and his fellow investigators, went to go do an investigation. Some of that investigation involved taking of EVPs. Here's what he said. The following is captured in Mary Houghton's bedroom. That's the little girl who died in the accident at the Houghton Mansion in North Adams. There was no other people on the floor, and there were only two people in the room at the time, myself and Mark, who I met Friday at the event. Great guy. So I know this is not one of our voices. It was not heard by either of us in real time. Interested to see what you and your monsters think. Hit it, David. Play that again. That was a female. Yes. Oh my god. What the hell? <clears throat> Give it to me one more time. That's that definitely a girl. Yeah. It, it's, it's probably I, I the mother because it sounds. It doesn't words. sound like a little girl. No. It sounds like a woman. 
The garden is almost like I miss you or something. One more time. What do you guys think? I almost hear like, like come, another voice too. It almost too. like come and miss you. Come and miss you. I yeah. thought that was like the garden and miss you or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I want to do this. I'm not even going to tell you what Dave and the team thought. I want the monsters to tell us. And next week, we'll see who gets the closest based on what Dave and his team thinks was being said. So we'll, have to, we'll have to post this clip on social yes, media. Yes. And you can listen to this. Obviously, play it back at your leisure because it's a podcast. And uh, tell us what you think the ghost of either the mother or the girl said in that house. But that is clearly, again, yeah. a voice. I mean, there's yeah. just no doubt. And I met these guys. I know them. They, you know, I, I don't know them. But, I mean, in, in meeting them, they do not, they're not the type they're of guys that are fake. No right. way. No way. I mean, they're not getting anything out of this. They're right. We're not paying them. They're not, you know, they've had this for a long time before they met me. And um, they just love it. They're just fascinated by the fact that we might have some sort of indication that something happens after we die. Yeah. Which is really cool. Um, David, there was also, uh, we pulled a couple. I, I just thought these two were fun because, Ronnie, this ties into something that we have actually stumbled upon. I don't know. We might be the first ones have made this connection. I what's, doubt it. What's that? I doubt it because there's so many Bigfoot researchers out there and stuff. But we have kind of come on the fact that more than one person who has reported a Bigfoot sighting to us has reported some form of children's laughter in the forest in and around the time of a Bigfoot sighting. Mm -hmm. It's happened a couple times now, maybe mm -hmm. three that I can think of, right? Yeah, and it goes into... Children's chatter or children's laughter and then in and around a Bigfoot sighting. Native American folklore, too, that they can kind of mimic kids or mimic... Thing. Animals and okay. voices, so yes. So I thought it'd be fun since we were kind of were talking about that last week. That whoa, wait, or in the, actually, it might have been a couple weeks ago when when we were talking about the radio interview we did, and the guy said, "I oh, we heard children's laughter," and someone else said it. Right. That around a Bigfoot sighting, they saw children, they heard children's laughter and chatter. So I figured, wouldn't it be fun? What more eerie sound could there be than an actual EVP of oh. an empty forest? And these guys believe they heard a distinct girl laughing. They were all alone, they said, for miles and miles. Oh, my God. And this is what they captured. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. So they, right. according to them, they've ruled out a bird. It, it could be a bird. Possibly. It could be a bird. It could be... They um, said there was no noise that they heard. This is in a listen back. This classic EVP, according to them. They didn't hear it live time. Have you ever heard like a fisher cat or anything? That yeah. They, like, well, they scream. scream. They, they like... You'll think a woman's getting murdered if you hear a fisher yeah. cat. Like, that's not that. That's like a laugh. It is. Wow. Sounds like a freaking elf. And then uh, to end this, I thought we would play a modern version of this phenomenon. It's not quite EVP. We started with something that wasn't quite an EVP, the bang. And this isn't quite an EVP, but it's a completely contemporary and modern version, perhaps, of something very creepy going on. There has been a rash of reporting, Ronnie, I don't know if you saw this in the news, that people are claiming their Alexa is randomly going crazy and not doing what the people want them to do, and doing its own thing, and then giving them an evil laugh. So here's a compilation of actual people 
who have sent in audio because they got freaked out because Alexa started laughing at them. Alexa, replay. <laughs> Alexa, I love you. Alexa, play the last sound. (laughs) Alexa, play the last sound. (laughs) Alexa, hello. Hi. Alexa, can you tell us why you were laughing? What do you mean? Alexa, people have been reporting that you've been spontaneously laughing. Oh. (laughs) Jesus! Like that? Yes, exactly like that. (laughs) That is nothing. Just a funny joke I remembered. Oh. Alexa, what was the joke? Why did the chicken cross the road? I don't know that one. Why? Jimmy Kimmel, by because humans are a fragile species who have no idea what's coming next. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a bit that Jimmy Kimmel did. A little bit. Fantastic. Isn't that creepy if you're alone? And so, so what you were missing there uh, was as those videos were going by, people were tweeting and they were saying, like, was in the kitchen. Alexa just started laughing. I thought it was a little kid behind me or something. Totally freaked out. People were getting freaked out by this. The first three were definitely the same laugh. But then the last, then the last one was, totally was a little different. bit of a kind of different one. If Alexa laughs, let's do a test. All right, producer Dave's going to do a test right now. Oh, if Alexa oh yeah, laughs Alexa in my right house one day for no reason, it's going out the window. So you've never, you have the Alexa. You have I have it? two. Okay. I have so one you've never one experienced downstairs. this at all. No, thank God. It's, it's going out the window. Well, why don't we ask Alaska, Alaska. Alaska? Alexa. I don't know. Alaska. <laughs> Alaska. Alaska a question. Um, all right, here, I'll try it. Okay. What, yeah. do we, what should we say? Try, ask her to laugh. Right. Oh, I'll ask her. All right. Hey, Alexa, why have you been laughing at people? Here's something I found on reference.com. Laughter is a communication tool used uh, to Alexa, share stop. a variety of emotions, <laughs> Alexa, including relief. Alexa, can you laugh for us? Sure, I can laugh. Tee-hee. <laughs> <laughs> Alexa, can you do a creepy laugh? Sure, I can laugh. <laughs> wow. Hmm. All right. See, that's weird because it's not programmed in there, obviously. Right. Like, that was my first thought that they like to do little, they like to have her do little pranks. Well, you I know, looked at but, the date, right? I was like, is this right around Halloween that they might kind of tie yeah. in and do that? And it's not. That no. was like March 18th. It's been going on for a while because I remember actually first hearing about this when I was still doing the radio show. Hmm. And so it's, and it seems to be out of random responses. Like, they're not asking her to laugh. They're asking her to do something else, and she's just deciding to laugh. I wonder if Alexa is becoming a new kind of like the voice recorder, another way, another method for us to communicate with the other side where they can kind of come through and tap into. Alexa, can you communicate with dead people? Dead people is a novel upon supernatural and historic topics. Alexa. Do you enjoy the work of Maddie Blake on the Curse of Oak Island? <laughs> oh my God. Sorry, what was that? <laughs> Shut up, Alexa. You don't know shit. Hey, Alexa, have you seen Battleship? Sorry, I'm not sure about that. Alexa, do you think EVPs are real? You have stoner thoughts enabled. 
Stoner Thoughts contains mature content and may not be suitable for all ages. Stoner Thoughts. What? Oh my God, she can read your mind, Ronnie. Wow. <laughs> this thing's blowing my mind. All right, well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, great idea. Hey, Alexa, is Bigfoot real? Most scientists agree that Bigfoot, also known as Sasquatch, is a mix of folklore, legend, and people pulling pranks. However, Bullshit. there's never been evidence to prove he doesn't exist either. If he is real, I wonder just how big his feet actually are. Oh. Uh, Alexa's got jokes. Oh, <laughs> Alexa has a pragmatic approach, though. She says, uh, yeah. playing it safe. She left the door open. Yeah. She left the door open for Bigfoot. Um, all right, we'll do Monster Mail and stuff uh, next week. We just want to have some fun leading into Halloween, but now it's time for our big announcement. Ooh. Let's end this episode with our big right, announcement. Let me pull up a little. This is very here. exciting. So, we're gonna. What are we gonna call this? We're gonna call this Monsterland on the Move. I like it. We're going to Creature Weekend. We're heading down to Salt Lake, no Salt Fork. Sorry, Ohio, and uh, Bob Gimlin. Of the Patterson Gimlin film is going to be there. They're doing a whole thing for him. We're actually showing up next week on his birthday. He's going to be 88. We've been invited to come down to hang out for the weekend. Woo! It's uh, just to give you guys a little bit of info on it. It's a conference which is dedicated to the exploration and discussion of cryptozoology. It's held annually in Cambridge, Ohio. Uh, it attracts researchers from all over the U.S., featured speakers on different cryptozoological topics. Uh, so it's, whether you're an you know, experienced researcher, armchair enthusiast, or someone just wants to learn about this stuff, you can come down. They have workshops, teach beginners on how to collect evidence, education on the existence of cryptids, and they also have some different hikes uh, doing a camp out. And they have a, a, it's going to be awesome. So we've been invited to go to this conference, hang with Bob Gimlin on his birthday, and it's also the anniversary of... Yes, the Patterson-Gimlin film being shot in October 20th, 1967. So they're celebrating that as well. And I've been told that we're going to have Bob Gimlin on the podcast. Oh, my God. From my understanding, no one He is, doesn't do. He doesn't do radio shows. He doesn't do podcasts. He'll only do select ones. And his manager, Russ, has... I spoke with him today, and we have a green light to make yes, that happen. Yes, so that's pretty Russ, amazing. Yes. All right, so uh, you Bigfooters out there, spread this around. Monsterland, your boys on Monsterland, going to this huge conference in Ohio, and we're going to have an exclusive with Bob Gimlin hanging out with him on his birthday and the anniversary of the Patterson-Gimlin film, the definitive Bigfoot footage to this day. How cool is that? Uh, it's phenomenal. Monsterland on the move, literally... And figuratively, for <laughs> Ronnie LeBlanc, for producer Dave, and for creepy Alexa. You're Beautiful. a genius. You're a genius. That's the instrument. Great band, too. It's an underrated song. I can't talk over when the song kicks in. Hold on. I'll close the show in a second. So good. Where are the bands making music like this? I know. We need more. Yeah, we do. Maddie and Ronnie are going on the road. 
<laughs> Bob Gimlin's not going to know what hit him when we ask him all types of questions. Maddie and Ronnie are going on the road. We're running the block. I'm Maddie Blake, producer Dave. We love you. Goodbye, monsters. Peace. We'll see you in Ohio. Thank you for joining us on the Monsterland Podcast. If you or someone you know has an experience to share, or if you have questions, you can reach us at monsterlandreport at gmail.com. Find us on social media at Monsterland Pod. Until we meet again in Monsterland. Uh-huh. <laughs>